0: Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to a special edition of our podcast. Where today I am sitting down with NASCAR driver Ty Dillon. In addition to being an up and coming driver in the NASCAR Cup Series, Ty is also a big sports card collector. So, we're going to talk about his collection and what it is like signing his own NASCAR National Treasures cards. It's a really fun conversation. I talked to Ty recently on Instagram Live on our Sports Card Investor Instagram, and this is the recording of that conversation. So if you haven't heard it yet, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Sit back and give it a listen. Ty, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Um... Just uh getting ready for Monday, I uh, had a little workout and we're our season's getting ready to get going, so it's uh exciting time for us.
0: Yeah, you guys are you guys are about to get busy and I know you've got you've got a big race coming up uh with the with the bush clash. Uh, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, it's exciting for, for our whole sport. So we're actually going to race inside the L.A. Coliseum, which, you know, as a sports fan, is a pretty historic venue. So uh, to put uh, race cars around that little little venue, but to have that stadium feel is going to be pretty epic for us. So uh, none of us have raced these cars on that small of a track, but it's going to be a lot of beating and banging. I think it's uh, it's going to be quite the event for the fans.
0: Yeah, that I, I can only imagine what that's going to be like. I, I got to go out to the L.A. Coliseum a number of years ago. I saw a USC game out there. Uh, have you ever been, have you ever seen like a football or other sports there before? I've never been to the LA Coliseum. I've been to a lot of stadiums. Um, my wife's from Seattle.
1: So we spend a lot of time on the West Coast, but never, never been to uh,
0: to the LA Coliseum. Yeah, it is, it is, it, it has a kind of a, a gravitas to it, kind of like a magnitude to it that um, walking up to it, like makes it feel really, really special. It's uh it's a big place. It's, you know, for, for football, it's almost a little too big because it kind of extends out beyond the edges of the field but for yeah. for a, for a race i think it's going to be awesome for people to take in a race there it's going to feel nice and tight and personal with the track it's going to be amazing yeah i've seen some pictures they actually showed
1: some photos last night during the uh, i think rams niners game uh, the walls are right next to the seats so you're going to get you know fans that are there are going to be right on top of the action the closest venue we have to that is bristol and, you know, they, they had a college uh, football game there a couple of years ago. I think it sat 170,000 people. It's quite the stadium itself, but I'm, I'm excited
0: to walk in, to walk into this one, too. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun for you. So I know we're going to talk about uh, your card collecting background in a minute. But I know you recently had some, you know, pretty big news in the racing world and that you joined, uh, you know, Petty, uh, Petty GMS Motorsports. Um, what, what's, the, what's that move been like? And what's or I, I guess it's, it's forthcoming, but what's that? Uh, what excites you about that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's an amazing opportunity for myself and, and those who don't really know my background. I, I raced in Cup, um, actually, I grew up in, in a racing family. My grandfather's Richard Childress who owned Dale Earnhardt's cars. So my whole life, I grew up at the race shop following racing, it was every weekend for me. Um, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to, to drive race cars from the age of 13 um, from the time I was in middle school all the way through high school, I was racing a hundred times a year, doing a bunch of traveling as a young kid, um, and then you know was able to win races along the way and get opportunities at the next level. And uh, found myself my rookie year was, I believe it was uh, 2016 was my rookie year, um, and uh, raced four years in the Cup Series previously with a team called Germain Racing. I was the number 13 with a Geico. With Geico as our sponsorship. And unfortunately, at the end of year four, uh, they pulled out their sponsorship, moved it to fully sponsoring the sport, uh, which is a little bit of a unique difference between our sport and other sports, um, left our team uh, with no funding. So uh, that opportunity shut down. So last year for me was uh, an absolute grind, just putting together a bunch of different races. I think I ended up running 16 races for about five different race teams across two or three series um, just getting my name out there as much as I could meeting people trying to get the next opportunity uh, lo and behold I was able to get an opportunity with Petty GMS and um, a great one at that to, to go back full-time cup racing and I think this is going to be my best opportunity yet and um, certainly been working hard for this this opportunity and I think a lot of people are going to see you know my full potential hopefully this
0: year. Yeah awesome well we're we're certainly excited to watch it and uh, you know as you said it, it racing it seems like is in your blood right with your yeah. your dad's background on it and I know your brother races as well is this is this just like been kind of a family thing since you were born yep so um you know we we started off and Austin and I played a lot of
1: sports um growing up I was more of the football head he was uh, really good at baseball he went to the little league world series actually played in, in the little league world series as a as a kid so we traveled to Williamsport and did all that and uh, we played a bunch of different sports and then Um, I actually made the call to grandfather when we were 13 to pop pop, we call him and um, said, hey, we'd like, you know, can we get in a a car of some sort and see, you know, if the family blood's still in there with us. And uh, it's a little almost a go-kart car. And from that first day, it it just clicked and um, been in love with the sport, dedicated a lot of time. A lot of my life has been put into this sport. And uh, I really enjoy it. And Austin was 15 at the time. He's two years older than me. So we've just kind of gone at that stage. But we've definitely leveled almost at the same time. He's he's always been about two years ahead of me in, in development. So I think he has three years of
0: more cup experience because of last year. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've been doing it a lot together. Awesome. And now tell me about – so card collecting, I know you guys have gotten into this. And I've seen you posting about it during the pandemic. What – um. Was this something you got into when you were a kid? Or, or when did this kind of come into your life? So when we were kids, we were, we were big card
1: collectors. Um, you know, we were obviously in the 90s era um, and uh, collected baseball, basketball, football, um, and then a lot of Pokemon actually. We, we had quite the Pokemon collection, which unfortunately I think we've only found like maybe a, an eighth of that collection. Um, <laughs> I actually have one of the original uh, base Charizards that from our collection. It didn't grade out very well, but I have it. But it's kind of cool to have something from your, your childhood. And then to be able to, you know, I went through a Rubbermaid container. It took me about three weeks to go through all of our old cards while relearning the hobby. Um, but from that point, it's just kind of taken off. I, I reminded Austin. I showed him, like, dude, the sports card world is, is awesome. It kind of marries, uh, you know, not only a love of, of sports, but uh, a passion for collecting as well and so I hit it pretty hard and then he kind of slowly stepped into it and then he's you know he's started doing his breaking and different things and different avenues for sure but uh, you know collecting has definitely um, I, I'm so back in the card world I was at I was at the national this this past year uh, even though I had some time away from the sport so I was able to to follow some some uh, passions of mine so I was at the national that was a, a wild event I was there with uh calm sea for a couple of days and really enjoy that. And I've learned so much. I'm still learning. There's so much uh, to be so much knowledge to be picked up in in this this hobby. Um, And I really appreciate folks like yourself who who do a lot of the education because for me, I love it so much, but I don't want to spend money in the wrong areas. I want to get bang for my buck for what I'm trying to collect and the people that I'm chasing. So um, you and your website and everything you guys do has helped me a lot. So it's really cool to be on here with you guys.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on. And that's, that's, that's great to hear. Um, I hope you find the rest of those Pokemon cards from the 90s. Those are definitely that's definitely the valuable era. Do you have any, uh, you mentioned uh, the other sports, obviously, so basketball, you know, back, you know, the basketball, especially in the, the late 90s, there were a lot of iconic basketball sets. Of course, you could have gotten like Kobe rookies and Allen Iverson rookies. And then there were a lot of insert sets. Uh, in the late '90s, that a lot of um, a lot of collectors still covet over today, are there? Uh, do, you have any, do you have any cards from that era? Do you have any basketball cards that you're particularly proud of? I have
1: a couple. Um, I don't think we we were so young, and I don't think we really had the the our eyes set on the right things at that time. The right, you know, the right cards to buy. So the things I've gone through, there's nothing a whole lot there. I had a couple sh- uh, Shaq cards, a couple Jordans probably not the ones that you know are, are the higher end stuff i really wish i could go back in time and kind of focus our our buying back then to know what what we had now but uh i've done pretty well um in kind of the, the newer stuff now um being from north carolina so i'm I'm a huge braves fan a lot of my collection is focused around braves charlotte hornets uh carolina panthers and then also some some seattle teams too with my wife being from there so I've uh, got a good collection, and then obviously I'm a big fan of of this this past year, not this pre this current year, but this past year with with Herbert and Burrow. Those guys, obviously, uh, I think especially with Herbert's performance last night, that was just absolutely epic. So I know my my Herbert cards that I have are, are going up a little bit. They have
0: to be with that performance. I know I'm I'm so disappointed that we're not going to have him in the playoffs. I own yeah. a I have one really big Herbert card. I've shown it on the channel before. It's his gold kaboom rookie card and uh, I yeah I so I watched the whole game last night and I really thought it was going to end in a tie I really did and of course the you know San Diego or LA now the Chargers called the timeout and the Raiders decided to kick the field goal and I'm just like oh no I I wanted Herbert in the playoffs we needed Herbert in the playoffs totally that was yeah 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 well that's that's fun yeah the I'm with you on like wishing you had a time machine, it could go back and do things differently. Um, You know, I I collected in the 80s. So I, you know, during a lot of the junk wax era, and I have, you know, troves and troves of all of these 80s baseball cards that are are pretty much worthless. Um, And, and why I never thought to buy like a single basketball card you know like 86 87 because i got a ton of 86 baseball if you want 86 baseball i can fill you out a complete set with all this 86 and 87 baseball that i have but like i don't have any basketball from 86 or 87 i don't know why that's exactly (laughs) 90s i have all the wrong stuff from the 90s yeah Go back and have
1: picked the right things, but uh, it's part of. But of, of the- course,
0: that's why it's valuable because you know every everybody else watching this probably has the same story that oh yeah they collected then too they just didn't pick the right stuff right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. well I'm curious to hear um so you know there uh, there are NASCAR cards right NASCAR uh, uh, Panini makes NASCAR cards they started making NASCAR cards in 2016 um you can actually get NASCAR you know products that have like Cool, like really cool patches and uh, fire suit relics and sheet metal and like these various things that you would never find in any other types of sets. Um, They don't, NASCAR cards don't get a ton of like attention or publicity in the hobby, but they're, when you see them they're they're really, really cool cards. Um, Do you collect those at all? Do you do anything with them? And obviously I'm sure you probably have to sign them and stuff as a driver
1: yeah yeah absolutely um actually i have some some of from the prism set that just came out and i don't even know if my autos got in the i would have thought they maybe were a redemption but the error cards that we get if we mess it up i have a couple so this would have been a one-on-one this one too um of some of my cards and uh
0: so those would so are those so those what you just showed were um those would have been one of one cards from like yeah. the latest prism is that right yeah
1: but they're not actually um stamped so right if it's an error or you bend it or break it or something, it's just an error card. So um, I kept those just because I never did it in the past. So I wanted to, I saw that Giannis keeps some of his cards. So I figured that's how he did it. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I get to see some of the stuff. And I think the NASCAR cards, I think of all the markets that are kind of shifting, obviously with F1, um, NASCAR is the one that's dormant, but could be a sleeping giant. Um, our sport is moving in a, in a really great direction over the next year. Um, most of the um, upfront talent right now is is young guys. Um, I think where NASCAR, we need to continue to to take the next step is telling the story a little bit better. So F1 took their big jump with their Drive to to Survive series, which, man, I I had watched the series and I was hooked on F1. And I saw that the F1 release was coming out. And I told some people, I'm like, F1's going to be big. Well, it didn't really fire off at the time. Um, right out of the gates and then people started watching that drive to survive and now obviously the f1 market has gone nuts so i did not i did not jump on that opportunity that i saw coming but i think the nascar one is coming i just don't know at what time so i think a couple big things in the nascar world that are coming um that might help the card market is um our uh sports tv rights come up um at the end of this year so the next six months of negotiation with our sport Uh, are going to be very huge. So whether Fox picks up their contract or NBC continues their contract, I think there's going to be a lot more um, uh, ask for Netflix and different things, documentaries to be able to do a little bit more of the F1 um, Driver Survive series. There's been some series that have been developed. We just have to do that right as a sport. And I think some things are coming down the pipeline. I don't know for sure. This isn't giving any special information, but uh, I have certainly suggested, I think this is something that NASCAR is working to is make sure every driver has an in-car camera for every race and the possibilities that can grow from that of getting to know your driver, whether his in-car camera is playing through his social uh, platform, you get to see how he works. I think that's what we got to do a little bit more in NASCAR, is show the guy inside the car um, to give a little bit more personality. That's a little bit of the divide in racing and in regular sports. You can't see our faces enough. So um, we're going to get there and um, NASCAR's platform can grow, and I think it can be bigger than than F1 when we start telling the story. Uh, We definitely, in my opinion, have an even better story than F1 to tell.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the people watching probably have seen how F1 cards have absolutely popped off in price. I bought a couple of boxes of Topps Chrome F1 at the Dallas Card Show, Um, over the summer for 450 bucks a piece. And those boxes now are are selling on the secondary market. Last I looked, they were, you know, over $2,000. So in a six month period, the F1 market has, you know, gone up like, you know, 4X, 5X. Um, NASCAR cards have existed for for quite a bit longer, you know, back to uh, Panini started making them in 2016. There were actually some older sets of NASCAR. You can actually go find some like Dale Earnhardt Junior cards and that type of thing from these different types of sets that were created many years ago. Uh, or I should say Dale Earnhardt Senior cards actually um, from some sets that were created a long time ago. Yep. Um, but the, they definitely haven't received as much attention recently. And that is really interesting, like kind of looking at what F1 has done and, and how popular those cards have become and, and with some of the changes coming to NASCAR that you talked about. In the months ahead, could that cause, you know, there to be renewed interest in NASCAR cards? It would be great to see. Um, they are they are great cards. It would be great to see uh, them, you know, kind of become a, a focus of the hobby. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, I think there's so much there. And, and obviously within the sport, there's so much there. Like those Dale Earnhardt cards, you look at them right now, there's just a few sparse different ones being sold out there. Um, but Dale Earnhardt is the icon of our sport. Richard Petty is the icon of our sport. If you can find their what would be their rookie card or their first card ever, I think that's something to hold. Uh, I know where a couple are uh, personally within my family, but um, I think educating, re-educating, there's definitely documentaries and stuff for people to learn about Dale Earnhardt, to learn these stories. And if we can get a Drive to, for, drive to Survive series style going to really re-educate, like one thing that I realize hasn't happened yet in F1 market, and maybe I'm kind of playing a hand here, but one of the greatest drivers of all time, and some of the greatest drivers like Schumacher, um those cards you don't hear a whole lot about yet. Um, people haven't gotten that far in their education of of the real legends of the sport, so obviously Lewis Hamilton is going to go down probably as the greatest f one driver of all time. What he is doing is is amazing as a as a driver um, but before him. Uh, was was michael schumacher and then my favorite driver probably my personal favorite on the f1 side would be Ayrton senna and he has a documentary that is just incredible it's one of my favorite uh, movies to watch Um, his cards are very hard to find but i still i I think there's a couple rookie cards of his out there but there's a documentary called senna s-e-n-n-a that's a a wonderful if you're into f1 it's a great documentary to watch um so those are some more avenues to kind of open up but NASCAR has all that and has a deeper, deeper history of uh, in the United States. That might be a little bit easier for the American collector to kind of follow that roots that
0: really knew growing up, watching it as a kid, and maybe getting back into it. Yeah, really, really cool. I like that. And if anyone has any questions uh, for Ty here as we go, there's actually a way um, to for you to ask questions now in the live stream. There's a question button at the bottom. I'm going to bring one up on the screen here. Okay, Let's see if this shows here. Have you heard of a New Zealand Superstock? If so, would you be interested in racing mine? <laughs> uh, I've I've heard of Superstocks. I don't know about a
1: New Zealand version. The difference. Um, as a kid, I actually uh, traveled to New Zealand. It's a beautiful country. Um, I have two kids right now, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and uh, we just traveled to to Seattle and then went to Hawaii for a wedding and back. And my wife and I don't want to see another airplane with those kids for a long time right now. (laughs) We're quite
0: exhausted, but maybe in the future. Yeah, I totally, totally get that. I got some young kids of my own, so I understand. Um, Let's see. We got some questions pouring in now. This is good. Let's take this one here. Um, What's your favorite track?
1: mm I'd say uh, Bristol is probably my favorite track. It's called the last great Coliseum for a reason. But now we're going to a new Coliseum. So um, the feel of, of walking into Bristol, you have almost two to three stories of banking of racetrack around you and you actually walk down in the track. And then the stadium around you is another, I don't know how tall it is, but we've had up to 150,000 people there cheering you on. We do cool intros. So that's, for me, is a great moment. Obviously, Daytona, Talladega are very fun. Um, and I guess my political answer would be the next track. <laughs>
0: there you go. I like that. That's good. That's good. Um, let's see. Slab Sanity wants to know, what's it like signing cards for Panini? What is that? How does that whole process work? What's that like for you?
1: Yeah, so it comes in a couple of different processes. Sometimes you'll get a vanilla envelope And it's stickers, right? So uh, when I first started, when I wasn't back in the hobby, stickers were fun. But now I get stickers. I'm like, oh, man, everybody's not going to like this. But, you know, I'll knock out the stickers. So you have your sticker sticker auto. Um, Other than that, you get them, you receive them in in a cardboard box and it's kind of fun for me now because I get to see all the different variations and stuff that are coming down the pipeline um and it can be it's it's just different it depends on what product it is it can be you know 1000 1500 2000 3000 however many cards um and it and it takes you know i have to break it up in days i i knock out a, a couple stacks and usually i will do it at the racetrack if we're racing but uh um uh, yeah it it's, a, it's definitely a, a long process on this side, but when you understand the hobby, you understand how much people appreciate it, it, it makes it a lot more fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that's, that's... And, and Something – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but something yep. cool I've been doing the last two signings I had is I've kind of taken some liberty, and I thought it's – I saw it from other, other athletes, but uh, with my autograph, I'll throw a star or a cross or something that means something to me, a smiley face uh in with my autos to kind of like make it one more notch you know kind of take it to another collection um kind of not not really an inscription but uh you know just just making it a little bit different so those are things that i think more athletes if if they get into it could could really differentiate and help help the sports card market too and kind of
0: kind of make it more fun well as a collector i definitely appreciate that we always enjoy it when the athlete you know, does something a little different with her auto and kind of gives it some uniqueness. So that's definitely cool that you're thinking about it in that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's see. Shaw 22 wants to know, if you weren't a race car driver, what NASCAR driver would you PC? Yeah. So that's a tough one for me because I would always just pick myself.
1: Um, uh, Kyle Larson obviously won in the championship last year, young driver, uh, super talented. Um, I think you want to pick up a lot of his rookie cards. Chase Elliott, who is the four time or five time in a row, most popular driver, massive fan base. Everyone loves him. Uh, His cards are not priced where they should be. Most NASCAR cards should be a lot higher for for the youth and popularity that we have within the sport. Those are two guys that are up and coming. Um, And then as far as legends, like Jimmy Johnson, seven time champion. I mean, that's that's an incredible thing. Uh, He's a legend kind of on and off the track. Uh, I think you pick up some of his cards, if you could PC those would would be one of mine. Um, And then there's some young guys that I'm a fan of because I've gotten to work with them that are kind of in the Xfinity series that I think are gonna be really special and and, uh, people that I'm gonna be challenging here in the next few years. Uh, One of them has my same name and I actually have one of his cards right here. See if I can find it. I got a stack of some of my favorite cards. Uh, Let's see, here it is. So he's got my same name, but Ty Gibbs, and uh, he's a buddy of mine. He won a bunch of races. He's he's just barely, I think, 18, so uh, he's uh, he's going to be a stud. He's going to be in the Cup Series, and uh, he's racing full time in the Xfinity Series. So he's another one of my collection guys who uh, who I'm friends with, and we share the same name. So nice, nice. Can we see a few
0: others of your cards you got there?
1: Yeah, so I'll show you some of my bigger ones um, for the soccer people. So I got a, a Gio Reyna card out of yeah. um, PSA 10. So he's awesome. Now, but looking forward to that for the World Cup. Um, An Anthony Edwards 9.5 Hyper is w- one of my favorite ones. And then probably these two are my, my two best ones. They're HGA graded cards. I still got them in the plastic. But this is uh, Herbert. I think it's a uh, club level out of 35 white. Um, got a 9.5. I don't know if you guys can see that good. I've got the beautiful card. Beautiful and card. Then this one's probably, that's definitely my best card. Um, this is Burrow out of Select, the Green Prism out of five. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's the field level, too. It's nine, five. So um, I'm, I'm definitely a big Burrow fan right now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really proud of those two cards. Um, this one's got a cool story. I was uh, at a flea market right outside of Bristol Motor Speedway and walking around for a whole day, and they had one, they had multiple card spots, but uh, saw this uh, Mahome's silver rookie, and the guy was like, "Hey, man, it's got the, you know the, the dent in it." I kind of looked at it, mulled over, and I got it for a really good price, uh, sent it off to BGS and got an 85, which I was pretty happy with. So that one was a cool, and then I got at a racetrack i'm a big acuna fan i got a, a negative refractor of his nine cool five. i pulled that most of these i've pulled uh a Mokoku, uh out of 50 um i got some other soccer cards I've, I've i've really gotten into soccer but uh i'm waiting for this guy i don't know what's going to be next year but this is a uh, out of five jordan love i pulled this card uh it's a pretty fun card nice I've Been holding that one uh I've got quite a few other ones, but those are some of my big, big hitters and um, I'm always collecting, always, you know, following your app and seeing what's out there and um, I've I've narrowed it down. I think the hard part for me at first, I was so excited beginning. I wanted to buy everything and try to be ahead of everybody, but everybody is very educated in this hobby. So um, now I've narrowed it down to what I want. I want my brave superstars, I want LaMelo cards because I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. My wife uh, was on the Hornets, the Honeybees dance team. So uh, I went through about three years. We went to every single home game when they – I think they made the playoffs once, but they weren't very good. And uh, now we have a, a superstar in LaMelo, and it's so it's really cool. So I'm trying to get as many of those without breaking the bank. And then um, obviously all my Panthers, uh, as many as I can. I went in on Darnold a little bit. I don't know how that's going to – but uh, – <laughs> Uh, if anybody needs a, a, a Sam Darnold tie-dye field level rookie card, I have one of those. So. <laughs>
0: um, but, well, uh, you win some and you lose some, tie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can't win them all. That's awesome. That's real cool to hear. Yeah. I, it's I, I One thing I love about the hobby is that you can invest in guys who you also want to PC and you can do it all at the same time, right? So being in Charlotte, like LaMelo Ball there for you is the perfect example of a guy who I think he's got a very bright future. Um, I think he's a, a tremendously exciting young player. Um, and I own some of his cards. And, and, you know, but he's your local guy. He's the guy yeah. who you also want to PC. I'm the same way with Trey Young here in Atlanta. Like, I've got a huge Trey Young collection, which I both love to collect, but also think that that's a good long-term investment. So it allows you to do a little bit of both. It's a, it's a great marriage. The
1: one I missed out on was, was definitely Acuna. I'm a diehard Braves fan, so I'm pumped that we won the World Series. That was a lot of fun. But I was watching him in low A. I have the MLIB app, so I was watching him in low A, and he was hitting home runs so far. And I was like, this guy's going to be awesome. I followed him through double AA, A, triple A, and I wish I would have jumped on him then. I wish I would have been in the hobby at that point. Uh, but now... By the time I got in, his cards are really, really high. So um, I'm getting some. I'm slowly kind of growing that. But the patience of it is what is what is hard to not jump in at the wrong time or yeah. work your way to it and get the right things for you at the right time. And and then kind of my new balance, I think, in the hobby, I guess to go down a different lane is, is picking more cards that I like out of sets that might not be the most expensive, uh, but they look good and they're nice cards. And kind of just sticking with those and buying those, because I feel like there's some sets out there that aren't priced as high, but they look better they they're they're a nicer card um, but they don't get the respect or the money or the prestige around some of the other higher end cards so I've been kind of going down that lane and trying to find some avenues of some short printed cards on on those sets that are in a better price range for me, and hoping that those sets kind of take off
0: yeah well that's that's a good route to go, some people. Some people have made a lot of money uh, over the last couple of years trying to anticipate what the next type of card is that's going to get hot, right? And, and yeah. some people did a great job. I mean, one that stands out this year is Kaboom. I mean, anyone who was buying Kaboom cards up a year ago um, had a really, really good 2021 <laughs> because yeah. those things went up a ton. And then you saw like downtowns get real popular. And so if you can kind of figure out whether it's that next insert or whatever it may be, that, that it's going to be something that starts to trend. Um, that could be, yeah, that's, that can be a great, a great way to go. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so fun
1: about the hobby is like the prediction of it, the, the, you know, going with your heart on a feeling about a player or a set or a card um, it's, it's so fun. You, and like you said, you, you, you probably are going to lose more than you win, but the wins feel really, really good when you do hit it with the hobby and it's just like sports in general. So um, where where it really hits me hard, this hobby is. I've I've always had a passion for uh, general managing or or the front office of sports. So predicting players and following prospects. So the hobby really marries that with a love that I had for like the fantasy side of sports too, and and the money and the DFS and all that stuff. So uh, the the two kind of came together in a really good spot for me, and it makes it super super fun. And and then I have a young son and and daughter who. Um, hopefully, one of them will be into it, and and I'll have a fun collection for for us to go through
0: and and enjoy sports together. Yeah, that's real cool. I I, I I've got an I know your son's a lot younger than mine. My oldest is ten, um, and my younger son is six, and they both have, um, or I should say, seven now. Actually, I've got to get my years straight. They 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 both have come up into collecting now. My oldest son is um, really into sports cards. He's got his own Card Kids channel on YouTube. Um, and my younger son is, is you know, Pokemon right now. Um, but it's really fun being able to do it with them. Like that's one of one of just the absolute thrills and joys of my life right now is getting to open up packs with my son and teach him and teach him some of the history of sport through cards. Right? I mean, that's pretty cool too. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any understanding of who Kobe Bryant is. But when I am able to show him some of the cards and we can talk about it because he never saw him play, obviously. So. But, um, you know, guys like that, we can talk about Jordan and, you know, some of the more iconic basketball players, like, you know, showing him Julius Irving card and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar card and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's a cool way for them to kind of learn the history of all of it. So I'm sure you'll be there with your yeah. son in the future as well, which will be a really special uh, experience. Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited for that. And I
1: think, too, like the education of it, like there's real business ethics to be learned from kids in this. And it's, and it's a fun way to learn that the financial side, the the prospecting side, uh, you know, you have your, your ripping channels that are really fun to watch, but kids can really learn and educate a lot from the hobby. Um, Not only, you know, opening cards and learning about players and sports, but also probably the financial side is a, is a fun way to teach them around something that they enjoy. So I really look forward to that uh, with, with my kids one day and, Hopefully just, you know, as parents, you just wanna be able to teach them things the best way possible. So uh, that's gonna be another fun avenue.
0: Absolutely. All right, we'll get you out of here in a minute, Ty. Do you have a a moment for a couple more questions before we wrap? Yeah, absolutely. Let me grab a couple more from the audience. There's this actually, Instagram's got this cool new uh, feature uh, here uh, where people can ask questions live. So this is pretty cool. At the bottom of your screen, you can ask one. Um, So let's see. Dream card is a Ty Dylan kaboom. Let's make that happen, Ty. So that is so this is actually
1: one of my best friends. Um this is Mark Corgan. He's uh he's a great collector. He's one of the first guys that when I was getting into collecting, um, him and I have talked all the time. Uh he was actually from Seattle and uh, he just moved to England. So him and I are big soccer fans together because he moved to um, I don't know the exact town, but he's a Norwich City fan. So him and I are Norwich City Premier League fans and we're uh, we're kinda collecting together. We talk every day. So this is one of my closest, closest friends, so uh, you know, my dream card would be a, a Mark Corrigan kaboom too. So <laughs> There
0: you go. Pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool. Let's see here. Um Oh boy, oh boy. Who's the better driver? You or your brother? Oh me,
1: obviously for sure. That's a that's a that's a no brainer. So yeah, there's, there's no what,
0: doubt. What would, what would your brother say to that?
1: The exact same thing I said.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> he wouldn't hesitate. But,
1: uh, no, he, he's been very successful. I uh, he's, he's won the Daytona 500. He's won the Coca-Cola 600. He's won some big races. Uh, We've both won all the way through the top. But uh, I still take me when it comes down to it with one lap to go. And, and uh, a good opportunity, I'll take myself.
0: There you go. I like it. I like it. Let's see here. Do you supply the fire suits for the relics with Canini?
1: Yeah, it's cool, um, you know, To when I do see, like, whether it's national treasure cards or RPA cards or, you know, patch cards, I go back and I try to figure out, okay, what suit is that? And I can, you know, we wear our suits or our gloves or shoes, the different things that they use um, so often that, you know, you, you notice little things, if it's a mark on the sleeve or you know, a little stain of, of tire rubber or dirt or something. Um, I've had so many instances where I'm like, I know exactly where that came from on that patch. Like that is the the thing. So that's really cool. I look for that in, in other athletes cards that have patches. So, um, I think ours are probably more worn and used. You can kind of see the used effects of them more because national treasures even has like parts of the car door that have like even tire marks on them. So, um, there's some really cool things in the NASCAR cards that you
0: can tell that are really authentically used and, and been in the, the battle, so to speak. That's really cool. That's a very cool aspect of racing cards for sure. Yep. When's, when is the uh, paint scheme reveal? So um, we'll see. It'll be, it'll
1: be soon. We're still working with some sponsorship. We're getting some, we're getting close on a couple, but uh, you know, we have a lot going on. We're a, a brand new team. We were just GMS racing and then right in the middle of uh, the beginning of, or middle of December, we announced uh, Petty GMS and so became a two-car team. So it's been a lot of onboarding, as people know, when you're when you're kind of combining two companies. There's a lot been going on, but uh, we'll have some exciting stuff out soon. Our, our season is literally, our first race is only like 25 days away here in the LA Coliseum. And I leave tomorrow to go to Daytona to test for two days. We're at home for a week, and then we go to Phoenix to test for a couple days, and then we're straight back to LA. So we're in the middle, the season is starting now for us. We have 36 race weekends in a row, and then only one off weekend from February until November. So it's, wow. a, it's a grind.
0: You're gonna, be, you're gonna be a busy guy. You're gonna be a busy guy. Yep, absolutely. Do you know any other, other than you and your brother, do you know any other drivers who collect? Um, not really. You know, I know um, Joey Logano has a, a
1: sponsorship with Panini, Cole Custer does as well. Um, my brother and I are probably the most active. I don't know any other drivers currently unless they're just quiet about it and don't really talk about it. But uh, honestly, I'm surprised Panini has never reached out to Austin and I more in depth because we're we're actually two drivers that are really into the hobby. So um, I think that's probably a, – a maybe if a, this is my, my hint, maybe <laughs> probably a good avenue to go down when you, when you have athletes that are into what you're selling. So, uh, For sure. Yeah, so yeah 100% I,
0: agree. We will – we will, uh, we will send this little clip to Panini. We'll see if there's any, we'll see if we can get their attention with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, when you, uh, when you guys come through Atlanta, maybe we can bring some boxes down to the, down to the pits and uh, rip some cards and get some of the other drivers into it.
1: Absolutely, I'll have passes for you for sure. You guys, let me know. Um, Atlanta's going to be a fun race. They repaved the whole racetrack, so um, it's going to be a different shape. It's going to be like Daytona, actually. It's going to be really cool. So I plan on that. Let's let's make it happen. I'll get you and
0: your whole team passes, and we'll we'll have a fun weekend. Awesome. Well, that that sounds great, Ty. I really appreciate it. We yeah. certainly look forward to doing that. Hey, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks yep. for uh, thanks for coming on, and good luck with your collecting journey. It's been awesome to hear your stories. Yeah, thank you, man. I really
1: appreciate being on you. Like I said, you, you've helped educate me and helped me a lot in the hobby. So it's fun. It's an honor for me to be on here with you guys, too, and uh, looking forward to, to speaking soon.
0: Appreciate it, Ty. Thanks yep. a lot, man. And yep. good luck. Good luck. Yep. We'll be watching closely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Yep.